0: Affirmations play a major role in the actualization of our lives and the manifestation of our desires. What we believe about ourselves at a subconscious level has a significant impact on the outcome of our experiences. This week, we are introducing a new segment, Speak Life. It is an affirmation directly from the Bible. Write it down, repeat it throughout the week. Do what you need to do to keep it in your mind. You may not always believe it, but if it is from the Bible, It is from God. And if it's from God, then it's the truth. This week, our Speak Life is this. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confidence. And so it is. Welcome to episode three of Live Again Podcast, where we evangelize through gospel trap and mental health. Here we discuss all events, situationships, and world happenings in third person. We are in this world, but not of this world. As a clinician in training, I believe using therapy as a strategy, but always God is the cure. I'm your host, Olivia. Let's hop right into it. Thank you all for tuning in for another episode of Live Again. I hope all is well. I hope you all are staying safe during this crazy, crazy time. This week is my birthday podcast. I will be turning 28 on May 5th. So I'm super happy about that. Even if I have to celebrate it in social distancing, (laughs) it's a blessing to stay alive. It's a blessing to be healthy and to be prospering, even if the enemy is setting up all kind of traps to say otherwise. So happy birthday to me. Um, I'm so glad that you're all here to be with me celebrating my 28th. As you may have noticed, this episode is a week late, and I'm trying not to give too much thought to it. At first, I was tempted to feel bad about being inconsistent, quote-unquote, but no. I'm extending some grace to myself. I had this whole thing about making sure I stick to the plan with the once-a-week episodes, but life happened, and I had to adjust, so it's okay. It's whatever. Last week, it was so crazy. My job was really tasking. Um, I don't know if I told you all, but I'm a residential care specialist at Thompson Child and Family Focus. It's a large group home for children, um, ages spanning from babies up until about 16, 17 years old. And while it's a rewarding work, it's really tasking. It's really hard (laughs) to, to say the least. I work to see them, I love to see them learn and heal and whatnot, but it's emotionally draining and mentally tiring. So I go through my entire day putting out fires, breaking up fights, trying to drown out tantrums from a bunch of 11 and 12 year olds. And by the time I get home, it's close to like midnight and all I want to do is go to bed. Before last week, though, my schedule worked out fine. I was on task with everything. I was meeting my goals was waking up in the morning, getting on my podcast, getting things done, creating and scheduling to my heart was content. And then I went to work, I came home, rinse and repeat. Boom. It was fine, right? And then bam, class started and I was in enti- I I wasn't entirely sure how I was going to juggle all three with work, school and this podcast, but I was adjusting, I mean as well as I could. Um And all three of them could have been full-time jobs at any point, right? But I was good. I was adjusting. But then, boom, they removed me. For what? I don't know. And I was dealing with that and handling with that and the job and the podcast. And then, boom, they put me back in and I had overdue work. So I dropped everything and I hustled to get two weeks of work done. I go in and to turn in all my homework. And then they removed me again. So at this point, I'm ready to fight. At this point, I'm ready to squat up with whoever is clicking this button. And I've been working so hard on getting my results, so hard on, on catching up on my work. But it just felt like I was on a treadmill, you know? Like, it felt like I was running hard, hard as hell, sweating, getting up these, getting up my heart rate. But I wasn't going anywhere. Like, I was literally running in place. And that's where my life was for the past couple of weeks. I was getting so freaking frustrated to the point where I just didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know what to do. I I respond well to noticeable and measurable progress, but there was nothing noticeable and nothing to measure because I kept being removed from things. Work was all up in the air. My podcast was, I literally wasn't even touching it. I couldn't even think straight. It was just so much going on. My And what was weird about it was my thoughts were getting all jumbled up. I was starting to question things. And on top of that, I had these like strong, strong desires to roll up a blunt and smoke it until the world decided to act right. So by this time, it was like week three on um I was working like six days a week and this is my third week of working six days. And I was trying to, you know, assist at work and I'm looking at a promotion. So I was trying to pick up some extra responsibilities, help out where I could, especially where there's open shifts because we're a 24 hour facility for the children. But girl, I don't know whether I was coming to go on half the time. I could tell you something was seriously going on when I started to feel off centered, like really off-centered. I was confused. I was questioning my purpose. I felt directionless and it wasn't just because of the classes and it wasn't just because of work, but I was questioning like, was this field for me? Do I really need to be in mental health or do I really need to be working on a podcast in the middle of a pandemic? It was just a lot of weird, reoccurring thoughts, but I couldn't find out what was coming, like where it was coming from. So, I called my moral compass, Granville, and I was explaining to him the situation, and you know what he asked me, how much time have you spent in the Word? Exactly. I hadn't even mentioned the Bible, like... In the back of my mind, I knew, oh yeah, I got to get to the Bible, but it was just a thing on my task list and I never got to anything on my task list. So I was thinking like, when was the last time I opened my Bible? Because I'm in the habit of carrying it around now. I'm not like a Bible thumper or nothing, but if a police officer needs his gun, then a Christian needs their Bible, right? That's my protection. But I started thinking back and I was like, it's past time for me to open that mug up. Like, I should have opened it up a long time ago. And it's, mind you, this is going on week three of me like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it later. So I was I was definitely off task on that. Then Grandma asked me, what is your worry? Like, what are you worried about? Is it work? Is it the podcast? Like, what is, what's the problem? And my answer was that I just felt like I couldn't get things done. Like, I couldn't find time to do anything or everything because everything was due right then. I felt like there were so many moving parts and life kept coming with new shit to stress me out. I had no strategy, I had no time, I was always tired and I just was running out of energy. I couldn't do anything. And before we get into what he actually said was my problem, like it was so obvious and so like, duh, I, I, I wanted to feel stupid, but I also felt very upset for falling for this trick of this raggedy nigga called the enemy. Before we get into that, I'ma shamelessly plug y'all into this black-owned business I found. We'll be right back. This week's shameless plug goes out to Bignon Boutique, a black-owned beauty supply store right here in Charlotte. I was searching on Instagram for an online beauty supply because I needed some braiding hair, right? And if you don't know, I do not agree with how the black community does not take care of their own, especially when it comes to our health. And we go to these other stores that are typically owned by Asian Americans. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I feel like if I'm spending my black dollar, I want my black dollar to stay in the black community. So I was searching a hashtag black-owned beauty supply, and I found Bignon Boutique. They have everything that I needed. Bignon Boutique was found in June of 97 by Christy BK and her co-founder, two natural hair care stylists. The name Bignon means God is great. The name was given by her father after she faced trials at birth, and her father instilled focus, greatness, and success in this powerful entrepreneur. Bignon not only has a beauty supply store, they also have a natural hair salon right next door. Bignon Boutique is a reprive where you unwind and enjoy the simple pleasures of pampering and bringing out your natural beauty. There's an online store that ships fast and offers curbside pickup. I decided to do the curbside and they were so helpful. They sold face masks and gloves and everything natural hair care. And do you know Miss Christie makes her own products? I stand for it. Everything was clean and organized, and I just loved it. I loved my experience there. So if you are in the area and you happen to be on South Tryon, please go and visit Bignon Boutique, or you can visit Bignons.com, that's B-I-G non to get everything you need. They have wigs, they have braided hair, they have things for your beard, things for your lashes, body oil, soaps, literally everything you need. Benyons.com, a one-stop shop for your natural needs. Now let's get back to the show. My biggest issue was not that I had a lot to do, The illusion was I did not have the time or the ability to get all the things done. When I sat down, it seemed like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders and everything was riding on me. I was allowing that pressure to relentlessly condemn me into stalling or not moving at all. It was my lack of confidence in myself and the pressure that I had to be perfect in order to get things done. I spoke for my therapist and she pegged the behavior as imposter syndrome this is where despite all the success you may have had in the past you doubt yourself in what you're working on currently afraid that you'll fail or you'll be exposed as a fraud or just not as good. Reminiscing, I noticed I battled with this for a great portion of my life, especially in track. I used to get so nervous about racing, thinking I was going to get blown out the water, even though I've won countless races times before. I set many records. I was ranked like top 50 in the country for my event. None of that mattered when I was lining up for a race. I couldn't just shake the feeling like I was trash or something. So now here I am bringing old behaviors, old thought processes into new spaces. I have to be better than that. So what I did next was crucial. I took a whole day and I stayed in my Bible until I found the diagnosis, the cure and the healing in the word. I didn't work on anything else until I found the peace of mind that I needed. Y'all, I cannot stress this enough. This is so important to do with anything that you're battling with, either mentally or physically. The cure is in the book. The cure is in the Bible. The doctors will do their job, of course. Like if you're sick and you need to go to the hospital, the doctors will do their job. But that's only 10 percent of your healing. Your responsibility is getting in the word and allowing God to do the other 90 percent. You transform your life. By renewing your mind. Okay, but I digress. I sat and I opened the Bible to the first scripture that came to mind that pertained to like doing something or working towards a goal. The infamous scripture, Philippians 4.16, came to mind. Everyone knows it. It reads, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Well, that just wasn't hitting like I needed it to. So I got out my $300 Bible. I'm capping. It's an iPad. (laughs) But still the same. I use like five different translation on it. And that's the, really the only thing I do on my iPad. So I got my iPad and I get out my Bible apps and I found multiple translations for this verse. And the one that stuck to me, that stuck out to me most was the Amplified version. So I'm going to read it. It reads, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Doesn't that just hit so different than the plain version? I sat with that for like a second and I had to let that fester. It forced me to evaluate my role in this mess that I've created. The answer led me right back to the beginning. It led me right back to God. So first thing that I learned about my nonproductive moment and the cause of my imposter syndrome is that I foolishly think I am the reason that all of the success is happening. <laughs> Let's all laugh together. Girl, bah. I can't do anything. I cannot do any of this at all, which is why when I try to do it, I fail when i do it without god i panic and i end up failing god is giving me the strength the mindset the drive to do all of this the problem is i seen god as i i was looking at god and using god as my resource he is not the resource he is the source and so the cycle is this i do excellent in one thing and then i have to do it again And I start to think, damn, I am not going to be able to do it as good as I did last time. Then I panic and procrastinate because I don't want to fail. So I'm, you know, pushing off the inevitable in in a sense. And then I end up failing. Then I run to God to fix it and he fixes it and I succeed. And then the cycle starts over. I succeed and and then I think, oh man, I got to do it again. And then I do it again. And it's like, it just, it's never ending. The scripture says I can do all things through him. So without him, I can't do anything. It's like saying I can drive the car, but I never get in the car. Okay, how, how are you going to drive the car, but you're never in the car? How can you drive the car and not be in the car at the same time? It's literally impossible. How do I expect to work on healing God's children and mental health without God? How do I expect to lead people to integrate their mental health and spiritual wealth without first going to God for the directions? How how dare I? <laughs> At this point, how dare I? I was being that arrogant to think that I can learn spiritual healing and therapeutic practices and building a faith-based ministry without spending one moment with God. It was like a whole week or something that I had been outside of my word. How... How in the whole dare I? It makes no sense. And many of us have struggled with that. I mean, we think that we are the source to getting raises. We are the source to get in business. We are the source to getting these bills paid. And that's the fallacy. Every, every breath we take is a gift from God. At any moment, he can shut down your life. At any moment, he can allow, oh, I don't know, a, a pandemic to sweep in and halt everything god is always the source he is always the source he graces us with resources but he is always the source so the second thing i preach because the Lord is just knocking me upside my head with this one scripture it reads that i am self-sufficient in christ sufficiency and i looked up the definition for sufficient or self-sufficient it means possessing adequate talents capable of meeting obligations other words for self-sufficient are enough independence competence and confidence my biblical definition the one i just created is that i am only capable of meeting my obligations when i am in christ it's through his sufficiency what he did on the cross that i am self-sufficient so this means to me that again i am not the reason for the season i am not the root for all of this prosperity it's not my talent or my work ethic That has brought forth success. It's because of Christ and the fact that He died to break the barrier between man and God. The talents that I have, the success that I see, is a gift for what He did. And for someone who suffers with imposter syndrome, that relieves a lot of the stress because then they don't have to worry about not being able to repeat because it's not about them. They are just living their life, submitting to God, and letting Him do what He does. They just do what they do and God will handle the rest. It's like getting in the car and it it just goes on autopilot. All you do is just steer. Literally, that's the key I took from the one scripture and I ran with it. And after that, I was like, bet. So I'm completely removing myself from this work. No pressure, no expectations. I'm just going to do my 10% and allow God to do the rest. So far, it's been great. I pray before every task and I just do the work. I adopted this motto, done, not perfect. I think I got it from the Goal Standard podcast. Um, But it just means I just need to get the work done. I'm not worried about it being perfect. I just need to do what I need to do, which is just get it done. Operating in that and moving in that, I'm stress-free. I don't have to worry about the results. I don't have to worry about the process. God just guides me into doing it. Now, old habits do die hard. There are times where I get to wondering how all this is going to get done, and I kind of revert back to my old things. But, you know, everyone backslides a bit. I spent so many years thinking and operating in that one imposter syndrome mindset. To break old habits and to replace it with new habits just means that I just need more practice. So what helps me to remind myself of my new behavior is that one, I try to incorporate it in everything, but two, I use my speak life affirmations. One technique that I love to do, and if you've been over to my house, if you know me, you see sticky notes all over the place. So I love to write my affirmations or Bible scriptures on a sticky note and I post them everywhere that I can see them. They're on my refrigerator, in my office space. They're on mirrors, on common walls that I usually you know, walk past or can't avoid looking at. They're on the TV, they're on the dog cage, they're literally everywhere. And I know it kind of looks crazy, but I don't want to forget what I'm doing. I don't want to forget the direction that I'm going. And so the process of unlearning and relearning is to continuously flood your system, your eye gate, your ear gate, your mouth gate with the word, with the new behavior, with the new mindset. And the more often you think of it, the more often you are exposed to it, the faster your progression is and the quicker you are to adapt that new mindset. So I'm operating in it. I'm claiming it. I'm using it. And I thank God for breaking these chains of the imposter syndrome. Give it a try. Put some sticky notes up. Write down the speak life affirmation and let me know how you progressed in it. Well, that's all I have for you in Episode 3 of Live Again Podcast. This was a pretty short episode. I didn't have much to go over with just that one scripture, but I hope you enjoyed it and were able to be encouraged from it. If you like the content, be sure to like and subscribe below. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but also I want to be encouraged by yours. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at LiveAgain underscore. Let me know if there's anything that I can do to help. I'd love to hear about your progress. I'd love to hear all the feedback that you have about the episodes prior or this episode and you know how you are winning in christ build your faith in god i'm headed out to do some homework as always stay blessed y'all love you bye